beautiful soul welcome back or welcome to my podcast my name is carly and i am so excited to continue to co-create with you here in our beautiful corner of the universe i am back today with another episode from an amazing guest that i interviewed the other day named barry nicolau now guys i must say this interview may have been my longest recorded interview yet but i promise you if you listen to the entire interview you will find so many nuggets and words of wisdom which will help you on your journey this was by far my funnest interview to date and me and barry just flowed through the interview easily and effortlessly talking about deconstructing mindset blocks, tapping into our power, visualization, and how to really tap into our visualization powers and what it means to manifest using the art of visualization. Barry also discussed the science behind law of attraction and law of assumption, as well as his six steps to achieving whatever it is that you want to manifest. So get ready, sit back, get comfortable. Even if this may be one of my longest interviews, it is well worth it. And I hope that it resonates with you and you're able to tap into the energy we felt as we were recording this podcast for you. Also, at the end, I will be sharing more about Soul Tribe, the app that I'm building for the spiritual community as well as how you can sign up to receive your very own personalized manifestation tools created for you with you in mind in order for you to tap into and amplify your amazing manifesting powers. So beautiful soul, are you ready to dive in? Let's co-create. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, beautiful souls. Today, I would like to introduce Barry. Barry is an author who gives talks all about deconstructing mindset blocks, which surround fear, old subconscious paradigms, inherited thinking, and how they connect to how we view and experience the world in which we live. So welcome, Barry. I'm looking forward to connecting with you today. (laughs) So before we officially get started, why don't you introduce yourself to my listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. And thank you for having me, Carly. It's an absolute honor to be on your show today. So so for those of us that don't know me, in 2015, I was in the shoe industry. And uh, as I was driving to an appointment, I had a call from one of my customers saying, Barry, can you delay me an hour? Because I'm running late. And Carly, I don't know how this happened. And the best way to describe it is my car steered itself into a beautifully appointed cemetery in the northwestern suburbs of Sydney. I don't know anyone that's buried there, by the way. I just more or less needed to kill this hour that I had. Um, And as I pulled over, I got out of the car and I started walking amongst these gravestones. 
And as you do at cemeteries and funerals, you start to become reflective about who you are, where you're up to, what you're doing with this limited time that you have. And I started walking amongst these graves and doing the maths on the actual gravestones between when people were born and when people died and how old they were when they passed away. And all of a sudden, uh, I wasn't prepared for what was about to take place because I was at a place in my life where I was despondent with who I was. I was earning good money, don't get me wrong, um, I was supporting my family, uh, but I just had this feeling of unfulfillment a feeling of I'm meant for something more. There's a yearning in me to, 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 to expose something to the world. And I didn't know what that was. It actually felt confusing. Um, and as I was walking amongst these gravestones, the best way to describe this is I felt three words bombard me um, on what can best be described at a soul level. So very different to you and I communicating now. These, these words were felt as if they were penetrated to my soul. And I didn't know what that meant. I'm thinking to myself, is this, is this a supernatural experience? Is this what everyone talks about? I don't know. So I just thought nothing of it. And I went in my car, went into my appointment an hour later and went home. Um, I went to bed that night and I had a dream. And the words were, by the way, live your life. And I thought that didn't make any sense because I was living my life. But I went home that night, I had a dream and the word your was highlighted as if live your life. Don't try and live somebody else's existence. So that uh, got me really specific about what I wanted and what inspired me and what lit me up inside. Um, as opposed to just going for money, which is what most of us do, right? Um, so I started writing. Um, I started writing about the things that lit me up. And a lot of it was uh, inspired-based and, and not so much motivation-based, but motivation was a key for me. But it was more about how do I help others become the best versions of themselves, um, and this writing didn't make a lot of sense. It wasn't chapter headings. It wasn't a title of a book. It was just a brain dump of information that was just writing, 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 writing. Um, and, and I thought, oh, this actually, I started reading my work and I'm like, this is really inspiring. I, I wonder if someone would enjoy reading this. Um, so that turned into a year long affair um, of 6 a.m. mornings um, and uh, an hour a day of writing. And after a year, I had a manuscript for a book. Um, and just as the universe works, uh, Carly, and you would know this yourself very well. Uh, I thought to myself, how am I going to get this thing published? I mean, I don't know publishers and I'm not in the publishing industry. I haven't got friends in the industry. How am I going to get this thing published? Um, and I get this random Facebook message from a publishing house in Sydney. Listen to this. <gasps> saying, we publish books. If you have a manuscript, we'd love to hear from you. Oh my and I'm like, God, I love that. What? How on earth does that even happen? So I met up with John from the, a publishing house and we went for a coffee and I said, John, here's a manuscript. Uh, this is my thoughts. Um, what do you think? He loved it. He's like, Barry, let's get you to number one on Amazon. Let's, let's do a promotion in Sydney, a few bookstores and what have you. And that ended up being the catalyst, um, Carly, for... Uh, the life that I live today, which is helping individuals and corporations in the well-being space. So it's it's an understanding that, and for anyone listening, if 
if you have a yearning and if you have something that you feel you need to do, when you start traveling down that path, the green lights happen often and quickly. And that's an indicator. That's how you know that you're on the right path. If you're traveling down a road where you've got a lot of red lights and a lot of blockages, for me, and you can do whatever you feel is right for you, but for me, I know that that's not my path. So I go to the path of least resistance. And and I've I've learned to understand that for me personally. So when God is with you continually, the doors tend to open. Um, so it's 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 a pretty cool story. And now the the the, the book uh, has become an online course, and the second book is um, about twenty thousand words in. So it's exciting. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That is incredible. I just want to say, beginning mm. with the whole your whole entire story, it's just crazy how everything just falls into place so perfectly like you mentioned it's like how am I gonna get this published and a publisher reached out to you you didn't even have to go look for one and I feel like a lot of that had to be I mean honestly I don't know where your energy was at personally at the time but I Mm. sense this idea of like you like you said those three words live your life you were Mm. just doing Mm. what you felt right in the moment and you Mm. didn't even like apply any pressure to the fact I need to find a publisher. What am I going to do? I don't know. Like you didn't even allow your brain to spiral. You're kind of like, ask the question, kind of like asking you shall receive. And then the answer came. Absolutely. That's incredible. And so before we officially start, I just want to know what led Mm. to you thinking, Hey, I'm going to kill an hour in a graveyard. (laughs) Do you know, Carly? Um, and I guess, yeah, going back to what I was saying, um, the quick answer is, I don't know. There was a force outside of me that felt like it steered my car inside. I don't know anyone that's buried there. Um, it's a beautiful place to visit. Like if you think about graveyards, not as a spooky place, but as a, it's actually one of the richest places in the world if you think about it, because what you'll find in graveyards is unused gifts and unused talents. And I love yous that weren't said and regrets possibly if you ask that all those graves combined what 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 regrets would you have had with this short life that we that we live it's to possibly say the i love yous and it's to and it's to take the risks in business and in your personal life and it's not to let fear hold you back even though fear ends up being such a monumental force inside of us. You go into a situation inside yourself where you say, this feels scary, but to hell with it. None of us are coming out of this alive. So why not take that risk? Why not Why not do it? And if I learn from it, if I, if I fail, I'll have some valuable lessons. And if I don't, and if I succeed, I'll be a beacon to other people to let them know that it's okay to take that next right move, that next small step, whatever that looks like. And just be guided by the moment. Like, it's very important. I, I let myself be guided by where the car wanted to take me in a funny way. I was conscious driving, don't get me wrong, Carly, but it wasn't a it wasn't a purposeful, I'm going to the shops to buy bread and milk or I'm doing this because of that. It was just a, uh, a drive that went in there. And then in that moment, it's like I had to get into that moment of clarity and peace for the message to be received. Mm-hmm. In, in our noisy worlds, it's very hard. 
for the universe to be able to talk to us sometimes because we've got our minds so full of routine and and meeting our commitments financially and emotionally and we've got all this stuff going on that we need to pay attention to or our life will fall apart sort of thing and it's too noisy for the universe to be able to give you a beautiful subtle message that is really impactful so it's important that we get into these moments of isolation and into these moments of true gratitude that comes from being with nature and that comes from being with god uh, and then those messages come clear and if you're having trouble doing that anyone that's listening Sometimes getting up at two or three in the morning and when the house is quiet and dark, that's probably the closest time you'll have with God because there are no distractions. Put your phone away, turn all the screens off, be in the lounge room in the dark and just close your eyes and be with God and just say, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm here for you. And that's when there's enough quietness that messages can be received. If you're always busy and you're always finding to fill your time with something, it's it's hard to be able to listen to what the soul is saying. Mm-hmm. It's very inspirational um, mm. to hear you say that because like you mentioned, someone was delayed, which yeah. you could have seen that as like time wasted or like, oh, like yeah. what am I going to do now? Or yeah. I'm just going to scroll through my phone. But yeah. instead you just like, it's kind of like you have like this kind of energy, like, okay, like everything happens for a reason. There's no reason to get upset over this. No. And then just kind of like go with the flow and you going with the flow is what allowed that message to come through, which is like so beautiful and so powerful. And I get it because like I recently took a leap of faith to start. I I think I mentioned it, how I'm starting an app for the spiritual community. And it's like, I'm a scientist (laughs) living in New York. I have no idea anything about creating an app and you know now it's under review in the app stores and it's just like I took the leap and I did what I had to do and I made the investments and I made the calls and kind of like you there were times where it's like I I don't know what to do and I kind of took a pause and then the right people came into my life and gave me that push in the direction that I needed so it's very inspirational to just remember that we're not Mm. in this alone Mm, and yeah definitely not in it alone and if if you feel that you are alone it's not true it's a facade um people like yourself carly myself there are thousands of people on the planet that are open to conversations about this and it ends up being um something that you know when you go through life and you feel like you're not singing your song that you're not playing that 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 they're not playing your music and you can't really dance to your to somebody else's song mm-hmm. it's about understanding that there are other people out there that know your song and that know your dance and it's about it's about you trying to find those people um and and if you can oh i'll give you a quick example this really makes sense so i do a lot of speaking engagements in sydney and we've got a big festival here called the mind body and spirit fair and it gets about 10,000 people through every 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 two or three months when it's on in Sydney. And I get up there and I do my talk um, and I could be in front of 500 people, okay? And I think to myself, uh, when people are at the level of nine, at 10, they make a life-changing choice. 
So let's say that the audience is in front of me. There's a thousand people. I don't know if I'm speaking to zeros, threes, sixes, ones, twos, eights. I have no idea. But all I know is this, that when I leave that room, everyone goes up a number. The fours will go to fives. The sevens will go to eights. The nines will make decisions, whatever those decisions are, to start an app or to find love or to start a business or whatever it is. The ones will go to twos. They're the skeptics, but they understand a bit more now. So we don't know who we're impacting and we don't know uh, on a grander scale what our place is in the universe. But as long as we're shining our light to every single person that we meet, we just might be in that position where we'll help as many eights and nines go to tens and make those life-changing experiences. And for me, I was at nine, but I didn't know it. I was I was at nine on a level of frustration with my life. And it took the graveyard moment to push me over. It took It took that. Because if I was at a three at the graveyard, I would have just gone to a four and I would have just got on with my life and stayed in the industry, stayed in the shoe industry at the time. So so it ends up being life will take the eights and the nines in particular. And the funny thing is we're all at eight and nine in some place in our life. Yeah, exactly. We're, so so we've just got to find what that is and make that and, and the universe will just jolt us and say, you're almost there. Go, just one more number. <laughs> But yeah, that's just my little take on it. Um, but yeah, it's exciting when you think yeah. about it like that. Mm. Yeah, it is very exciting. And it, it, like I said, it lets you know, like you're not alone. Like you said, those, there are those people mm. who will sing your song and dance to your dance. Mm. And it's also like, even in those moments, even if you feel like you can't find those people, you still have yeah. that connection to that source energy within you who spoke you those three words to you. Yeah. So even yeah. If, even in those instances, um, you reach a level of realizing that you're not alone. And it's funny because the app that I'm creating for the spiritual community is to actually help people connect for love and friendship within the spiritual community. So I realized I like in my town, I, I didn't have anyone who I could talk to about law of attraction and manifesting. My boyfriend thinks I'm a crazy hippie. He's slowly <laughs> coming along because he has no choice because I'm like, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. dim my light. So Good you're on you. gonna have Good to on you. come along or put some shades <laughs> on. <laughs> so, well done. Um, well done for honoring yourself, Carly. It's 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 really and as you go through this journey like me, I think you're the same. You start to shine your light regardless of who's in the room. You don't you don't dim it because someone is of a very different opinion. You just speak your truth and you walk in with love in your heart. And I was just going to say something as well, and it's very important to take this into consideration, okay? When you create anything with a particular energy frequency, so let's just take anger. And let's say you create something out of anger. And you can. You can get angry and create something, right? It takes anger to sustain it and to keep it. When you create from love, um, and it's interesting because the words making love, you know, obviously like sex, it's different because you are making, you're, you're making the spiritual act of love physical. So it's actually like um, when you create from a place of love uh, and acceptance, that's when you end up being in the flow of the fast moving river and you're going with the actual current itself. You're not fighting against the current. But there are many of us in the world that have success of creating out of anger. 
Um, and what they don't realize is that when you get to a certain point and you have to sustain what you've created, uh, it has to be the same energy frequency that, that, that keeps it going. So it's really important, just create from a sense of joy and love as much as possible, because they are the most naturally given emotions to the human heart. Like love is the most naturally given emotion to our hearts. Love comes easily for us, for, for, for everyone on the planet. But the problem is where love ends up being twisted. If love continually is disappointed, it turns to anger. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's not love. It means that something has been added to love say frustration or people lying to you or someone uh, taking money and not paying it back or whatever it is and you love that person so why could they not pay you back and you start going down that road love ends up becoming a very twisted emotion and becomes frustration and anger but all anger is if you think about it in a holistic scope anger is disappointed love yeah love that's been hurt really really badly and someone has acted out in a state of anger. But when you start creating from anger, that's not healthy. And and that can, that means you have to keep angry continually to create or to sustain what you've just created. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go through the next 30 years of my life being angry just because I've created something. Yeah, I want yeah. to give joy. That's awesome. I love. never even thought about it in that sense like if mm. you create something out of anger because yeah there's lots of people who you see are successful in yeah. a monetary way Big but time. they don't that doesn't necessarily mean that they're happy and that no, they're could not. be the reason why maybe they did their creation out of this energy of I have to instead of I want to and it brings me joy so yeah. now even when they have the success and they have all these things, they kind of feel like they still have to keep, you know, going at it. Yeah. And like you said, the energy that like started it and continues to sustain it may not be from that place of love. And yeah, love it's is, not. it's, it is a natural um, energy and there are people who may forget that, but as you continue mm -hmm. to focus on yourself and the things that bring you joy, that's mm -hmm. why, like you mentioned, just allowing yourself to shine your light regardless mm. of if people resonate with it or not because mm. there's always people other people in the room and like you said mm. you there that person who doesn't resonate might be out of three and now they go up to a four that's it so, because of you be yeah. because of you and yeah I, it's so cool to think about it in that way because um uh, and Carla, you might be like me in the sense now, when you go down this path you start to become sensitive to people's energy without them even saying anything it's 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 a feeling that it's a feeling that your energy field picks up and and i'm a big believer in listening to your intuition and if i walk into a room and someone is talking to someone else and they're acting or they're speaking in a certain way i immediately know that they're not in my tribe i i i just get a sense i don't hate them i don't yeah. i don't loathe them but it's just i'm going to go this way and i it's just a sense that i pick up i don't necessarily gel well with it. I'll just stay quiet. And I don't want to be in a position where I'm forced to stay quiet because I've got too much goodness and joy inside of me to bring out. So then I, I just, instead of going right, I go to the left side of the room where someone is, is talking about what we're speaking about and I'm all in. I, I listen and I absorb and I learn. Um, and I leave that evening feeling fulfilled and full rather than trying to pander to an ego 
focused energy on the other side of the room that isn't for my highest good. And honestly, I've been there and I've done that and it's not me anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you identify toxicity in all its forms um, because you can do all this work and you can read all the books and you can have all the apps. And But if you put goodness into your life and you really try to do that well, and then at the same time, you allow toxicity to stay present, you are not moving. You're not going anywhere. You are treading water. Nothing is happening. And that's that's the key. It's, you've got to be really, really good at identifying toxic situations, people, the news um, that don't necessarily have your best interests at heart. They've got their best interests at heart most of the time. So for me, I've identified friends that haven't done anything wrong to me, but I just feel that their energy is at a different level to mine. And I'm not honoring myself if I continually spend my energy with them. I don't wish them bad. I just am honoring me more. And that's the key. You've got to say to yourself, you've got to be in a situation where you're strong enough to say, I don't hate you. I'm just honoring myself. And if you don't understand that, that's okay. Yeah. I'm just going to continue doing my thing. And, you know, and if the phone comes up and that person calls in two weeks or three weeks time, it's up to you. If you want to answer that call, answer it. If you want to let it go to voicemail, let it go to voicemail. But you'll know what the right thing to do is at the time because it takes a lot of work to go down this path in a world that isn't necessarily attuned to it. That does make yeah. a lot of sense. And I realized yeah. it with some of my friends that I've um, grown up with. And mm. then again, it's I don't like hate them or anything. No. And we no. didn't end on bad terms, but we kind of like drifted apart. And then sometimes that happens, you know, naturally for everyone. But then sometimes mm. we start questioning like, oh, like, is it me? Like, is there something wrong with me? Or yeah. you start pandering them and their role as a friend. But like you said, acting out of love, it's giving yourself that love, realizing First. like, yep. you know, maybe I've grown out or maybe this is time for me to love myself or be more of a friend to myself first. Yeah. And then also yeah. giving them that love, wishing them well. And yeah. like you said, yeah. if they reach out, if there's any communication that can be established, then it could be established. Yeah, absolutely. And Carly, you've just hit it on the head. Um you know, it's interesting. Um, you can't give away what you don't have. If, if you don't have love for self, how on earth can you have it to give away? Exactly. So you're fueling yourself. You're fueling the joy and the love within you. And those people that don't get that because they want to be priority in your life, as I keep saying, that's okay. Because I think uh, as you're making these leaps of faith and l channeling the love inwards, the right people exit and the right people enter. And it's so funny because I know we're going to talk about law of assumption later, mm, but that mm, is mm. one of the key points of law of assumption and the whole self-concept thing, which is mm. giving yourself that love first before you look for it through someone else because everyone yeah. is a reflection of you. So yes. when you establish a core, strong, like I love myself, you know, I'm worthy and deserving um, that's a key component to allowing you to let that love in because when mm. it, other people try to give it to you, I think that's why some people, they don't appreciate other people or they don't recognize it. Or sometimes mm. they even question other people's motives when they do sincerely mm. love them because mm. they don't have that core love for themselves. They don't. 
No, yeah. don't. No, you're you're so right. Actually, we're speaking we're speaking the same language. I I definitely think that the world needs more people like you and I to be able to uh, preach this message of self love because I think everyone is big at talking a big game on self love, but a lot of people don't actually place the action, the the, the self forgiveness that is needed for past mistakes or the self-worth is that is needed to start a business or to start an app like you're doing, Carly. It, it takes you to be at a, such a level of love for who you are um, that you don't really care what anyone else thinks. It's, it's interesting. Like you just go through, you go down life going, I'm going to shine my light and I'm a piece of God. I'm a small little tiny piece of God. And if I didn't own my light, then that would be an insult to him mm-hmm. as well as me. So who who on earth has power to take that away from you? No one. Nobody. Yep. No, and and anything that anyone that does feel that they've got that power, they are also coming from a place of fear. Because they feel they feel that they have to take in order to have. They've got to take from someone. So in their view, there's no abundance. It's all limitation. There's, there's only so much love. There's only so much money. There's only so much time. There's only so much. And that, that's a very limited view. Um, so they feel that the only way to get more is to steal more or take more from others. And that includes energy. And that includes money. And that includes people's time. So I don't live in that world. I live in the world where I know that, yeah, sure, time is limited. But uh, abundance and love is is unlimited. And if you come from that place, oh, wow, what sort of world you can create around you is just astonishing. Exactly. So, and yeah. all of that starts from within. So it's like 100%. funny, all the stuff you're saying is resonating so much <laughs> because the app that I'm creating, it yeah. encompasses so many things on like self-love. Like I yeah. have people who sign up for the landing page and like once they get started in the app, I'm going to send them, I mean, it's up to them if they do it or not, but like prompts to get them to be in a place of being receptive for love. And um, I've like included these features, which really allow people to step back and realize the greatness within them instead Mm -hmm. of putting so much emphasis on, okay, I have to find these types of friends or I have to find this type of love. And it's like, establish it within you first. And then everyone else, they're just attributes to your incredible life. Well, yeah, you end up attracting. And this is the basis of my understanding of the law of attraction, which is you don't necessarily attract what you want. You definitely attract who you are. Like, it's not about, I want to attract a car or a house or whatever. And I know those are things, those are physical things that we want, a job, a partner, a life partner, or whatever it is. But you end up, the law of attraction cannot be tricked. It cannot be fooled. Uh, you can't manipulate it into getting what you want. You always end up attracting the people, the situations and the circumstances that best align with your giving nature. And this is the story I got mentioned in the Oprah magazine. They were after law of attraction stories uh, about two years ago. And I was on Instagram and I just started, I said, well, this is what's happened to me. And then I got a message straight back saying, Barry, we really love your story out of 6,000 stories. The eight we're going to pick, one of them is yours. Um, And it was just an honor to be even mentioned. I do follow Oprah. I love her energy. I love what she's, she's come out of such of an abyss with her childhood. um, And she's made herself who she is today. 
and for me um it's just a it's just an honor to be mentioned in that magazine in that capacity so it was really cool yeah that's incredible mm. oh, thank you okay i love this it's funny we haven't even officially started the interview because no. i have the questions that i wanted to ask you but this is how it is and i'm so is- sorry no no i love this because we were literally just talking about going with the flow and we just had all yeah. of these connections and yeah. all of these come so yeah. the way that this episodes being broadcasted this is how it's meant to be (laughs) absolutely so I really wanted to talk to you about visualization and what we can do in order to seamlessly create through visualization so I know with law of assumption and law of attraction manifestation in general visualization is one of those things that a lot of people you know put emphasis on as one of those tools we can use Mm -hmm. in order for us to manifest and create. So what is your approach to successful creative uh, visualization? It's a really cool subject um, to consider. And if I can talk about the science just to begin with, because uh, I needed to understand the science. And I think a lot of people um, don't really, down this road, don't understand the science. And if you do understand the science, you start to go, this all really makes sense. Where have I been all this time? Um, So if you start with the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind will continually show you your truest held beliefs in reality. So as an example, if you believe you always get cut off in traffic, if if that is a core belief in you and you are driving to go to the shops to get some milk and bread and you get cut off in traffic, or you get whatever it is, right? Then you will call me and say, see, see, Barry, I told you I always get cut off in traffic. Um, If you believe that you can't find the perfect partner and you've been through a dozen people and they're all not a great match for you and you go out on the 13th date and that person still isn't a match for you and you honestly believe that the right person isn't out there, then you will ring me again and you will say, I told you, It's number 13. Barry, it still hasn't happened for me. They are not out there. It ends up being a a subconscious belief. Now, the important thing to realize is that you will always experience what you believe to be true, not at a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, because we can say we believe something, but then we can go home and believe something else, right? So I'm talking about the belief that you, when you get home, you go, no, this is a true thing for me. This is real. I don't care what anyone says. This is a knowing for me. That sort of belief. That's what you need to identify, whether it's toxic or abundant. So when you're, creative, when you're looking at creative visualization, you have to ask yourself the first question, which is, do I believe what I want to materialize is possible? Is this a true thing? Because you can tell me, and I might be coaching someone one-on-one, and they could say to me, well, Barry, um, I'm worth a million dollars a year as an annual income. And I will sit down with them and I'll say, okay, let's work out how that could actually happen for you. And then they will, we can work it out and they can go home and they can do the creative visualization work that I asked them to do, but they go to bed that night and they don't believe it. That not believing it will win the day. Because that is the true subconscious belief of what you feel about earning that income stream. But if I start sitting down with someone and we start looking at creative visualization and it is a true subconscious belief that they can earn that income, 
They can create an app. They can have shares in the market. They can have real estate. They can have a job. There are many ways to earn that income stream. If they believe that that is a true thing, then at that point, you can do creative visualization work because you have to believe it's possible. And the way to do that and the way that I teach my clients here in Australia is that I look, ex I look at examples in the world of people already doing that. It is a true thing. It is not a fanciful thought. It is a real true thing. You can look at people that are earning a million dollars a year, whether it be through a business, through shares, through whatever it is. This is just an example with money, okay? It could be yeah. anything. So, so you're at a level where I go, okay, so I can see 15 to 20 people in my view that are earning this sort of money. So it's real. So it's not just a, a pretend I want to earn this. It's real. Then you start drowning out the doubt. Then you start drowning out the, oh, is it really true? Can I really earn that sort of money? Then you start silencing that conversation and you go, well, look. Look at these people. It's a true thing. It's a real thing. The app that you're creating, Carly, you know, it's, it's do people, have people made successful apps in this space? Absolutely. So it is a true thing. It is a real thing. So you start to then form subconscious paradigms, subconscious beliefs based on those experiences happening in the real world. That's what you base your evidence on that's that's what you convince the subconscious mind to say this is a real thing and then from that position you use creative visualization through meditation or through whatever means you want to create that reality because you're working off a concrete solid base you're not just building your house on sand saying well this could be true and i'd like it to be true i really want it to be true oh, i don't know if i buy it that's not the place to come from. It's to come from a place of a solid foundation to build your home, which is, is this a true thing? So for me, I consistently give myself reminders of people that are achieving or that have achieved the life that I want to live, a version of that life. So it's real. It's, it's, it's a true thing. Can you find true love? Are there people happy in marriages? Yes. Is there an abundance of money out there to earn a certain amount that I want to earn? Are people doing that? Yes. Uh, I've got a sickness. I've got an illness uh, in me. Have people healed from that? Yes. Have people come back from cancer? Yes. So you get to a situation where these are true things. And that's the point where you start doing creative visualization work and you start recognizing the law of attraction and the law of assumption, which is from a solid foundation. Because these are real and true things. Then you've got both hemispheres of the brain working together to materialize what you want rather than the left brain doubting and the right brain flying with whatever thought it wants to fly with. That makes a lot of sense. And mm. what I got from that was I remember humans, for example, like, is it mm. possible for someone to run a four minute mile? Like that yeah. was like one of the biggest things. And at the time there was scientific evidence that said your human body cannot do it. And then that one guy did it. And then after that, so many people just started breaking the, the four minute um, barrier. Yeah. It's, it's so true. His name was, I think it was Sir Roger Bannister and I believe it was 1963 or something. And he broke it by like a 10th of a second. And if you look at people that have broken it today, they've broken it for like 14 seconds. Yeah. 
like yeah. massive, like massive. Like they needed blocks him. Of time. They needed, they needed him, him because at the time, yeah. the belief of the collective, there was scientific evidence. Your body yeah. cannot do yeah. this. And yeah. then he was like, you know what? I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And he was able to do it. And then like you mentioned, and I think it was like only within like a couple of years of him breaking it, everyone else just started breaking it because they had mm. someone- yeah they had a belief and they had someone who was able to shift that for them and I also think it's very interesting that you say how you have to have a strong foundation first Mm. because I think that plays true to the fact that we are the ones creating our reality and as much as you could meditate you can visualize you can script affirmations all that stuff you are the power behind all of it so it's like visualization can only go so far because you are the one who's actually making things happen. Because I feel mm, like a lot mm. of the times, um, especially within the spiritual community, you learn about manifestation and all of these tools, but you don't realize that you're the one who's actually doing everything. And that's mm. where that strong foundation through the belief comes from. And then these mm. tools are just tools to like help us, you know, and a hammer is a beautiful thing. You put it it's next to you, you can stare at it. But until you use your power, you pick it up and you start hitting those nails, nothing's going to happen. And that's like, I feel like the difference between realizing like, oh, I'm going to manifest, which we're always conscious, we're always manifesting, (laughs) everything's Mm, a manifestation. mm, mm, Um, mm. Instead of realizing like, I'm the power governing this, and I'm gonna use this tool to kind of guide me there. Mm. it's so true and you hit it on the head when you said we're always manifesting i i have people in here that in sydney that continually continually tell me i tried the law of attraction once and it didn't work for me therefore i gave it up and and i just kind of go away from that conversation having a little laugh to myself because i think you are manifesting every minute that you're not asleep like every waking thought you have, you are creating. So if you think about the mind as the soil in a garden and you plant a weed, the soil is not going to say, don't, 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 don't plant this weed, Barry. That's a weed. What are you doing? They're not going to, it's not going to say that. It's going to give expansion to whatever you plant. This is where the mind is beautiful, but it's also quite dangerous. If you plant a rose bush or if you plant a gorgeous flower that you want to see grow, the the soil will also say, I'll give expansion to that. I've got nutrients, I've got sunlight, I've got water. And those three things combined, we're going to give expansion to this flower. So the issue that most of us run into is that we are planting weeds unconsciously. And then in 20 or 30 years, we look at our gardens and we've got messy gardens. We've got weeds, we've got grass, we've got roses, we've got everything. And everyone's garden looks pretty similar. You know, you get a few more with a few more rose bushes and a few more weeds and others and whatever it is. But what you've got to realize is that we have this beautiful opportunity from the creative source that we have been given life from to be able to manifest anything we want. God is not saying, well, I'll just give you the good stuff. He's saying, I'm going to give you everything. And I'm going to let you decide what you want to materialize. And every, and this is the beauty of God's love. 
every weed we plant gets us to an understanding of how to plant more rose bushes. Exactly. Every, every weed. But for most of us, we've been growing weeds for so long that we think as long as they're green, who cares? Mm-hmm. We've become comfortable with the idea that, you know, weeds are useful. Weeds are sometimes helpful. And uh, yeah, from a distance, it might look green, but get up close and, and you'll find that it's probably not as pretty as you think. So, so I think that's, that's the idea. So just come to a realization that your, your mind is the soil. And every scenario in your life, be it the news, good friends, bad friends, family arguments, family good times, everything every day is planting a seed in your mind without you even acknowledging it or asking permission for it to do it. It's just doing it with on autopilot without you even um, doing anything. So as you absorb all these energies, you're cultivating it with sleep, with nutrition, with exercise, with everything, and you're giving it a room to grow. So you got to ask yourself, what sort of garden do I want? You, you just got to ask the question. And then if you're not happy with your garden that you've got, you can always pull out those weeds, those negative beliefs, those negative influences, the toxicity in people. You can always pull those out and start planting fresh seeds, seeds that you want to see grow, whether it be to download your app, Carly, or whether it be to 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 make new connections, new friends, or whether it be to eat healthier, whether it be to exercise or to switch off the news or just to curb your life into a more... A beautiful scenario that you want to experience in life. And and we've only got 60, 70, 80 years to do it in. And some of us are in their 60s and 70s and still haven't figured that out yet. And some of us are 20 and have absolutely figured that out. So it just it's it's up to us to be able to keep spruiking this so that it's it's absorbed as much as possible. And I've decided mm. to live until 101. So I fall out of that. <laughs> I but, love it. I love it. <laughs> but I love that analogy um, with mm. planting the seeds in the soil because that's mm. the one that I love to share with people because I feel like it's oh, easy okay. to understand. And another thing that I love about that analogy that's so beautiful is within the acorn, there's a whole entire oak tree. So it's it. like when you plant the seed, even though you don't know how it's going to come about, the full manifestation is in that one tiny seed, you know, like, can you imagine like there's a little tiny little acorn that just made this, this giant tree and everything that it needed in order for it to get there was in that, that tiny little acorn. So what do you recommend um, for people who feel like they're not good at visualizing per se? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's this whole emphasis on seeing things and I know, like, you know, you have to feel it as well, but mm. to also tie in to establishing that strong belief. Um, behind, Absolutely. Yeah. So mm. what are, what do you recommend for people well, who feel like they can't visualize? Absolutely. And I've got a little PDF, um, Carly, and I'd love to send it to you for free. And please, if you, if you, if you feel aligned to send it out to your listeners or to your subscribers, please do. But these are essentially six steps that I run through with people here in Australia that have a, a bit of a struggle realizing and knowing how to manifest and how to creatively visualize. The first thing you need to do is you need to define your desire. You need to define what it is you want. Most people come to me and say they want to be happy. And it is too broad. 
it is too, it is too, uh, you've got to define, put a metric in there. Just go, how will I know when I am at this stage of happiness? Um, and if you, if you're a type of person that says I can choose happiness and I get that because you can choose happiness, it's not far then that something derails that happiness, a family member, a phone call, a news scenario, whatever it is. And all of a sudden you're off, you're off the happiness train. So you've got to look at defining your desire and if it is happiness, you've got to look at what that actually means for you because everyone's different, okay? So identify what that means. That's the first thing. The second part is feel the possibility. And I need you to get into a space where you've identified what you want, whatever it is, okay? And you feel the possibility of that. So is your desire a current reality somewhere in the world? Has someone got that? And if that's true, if they do, then close your eyes and feel that possibility as real. Third area is to catch that feeling emotionally. So let's say you identify, let's just use love, okay? So you define that you want a life partner and you felt the possibility of it being true. Now I need you to go deep into the feeling of what that would feel like inside your body and your mind. Now the key to this is you have to feel that for 17 seconds. That's the moment where the subconscious mind links another thought similar to that with it. So you've got to hold that thought for 17 seconds. So if it's true love and if you're after a really great life partner in life. So get into a moment where you can go, oh, what would this feel like in my bones? What would they say? Where would we go for dinner? What would we, what are the quarrels we'll be having? And can we fight well? And that's the key to a good relationship. Can we fight well? Can we get over our fights quickly and get to a place where we're okay again quite quickly? That's the key. It's not about romantic walks on the beach. It's about can you quarrel well to a point where you can love each other still? That's the key to a relationship for me anyway. So catch the feeling. Is this a true feeling? Does it exist in the world? Yes. Can I really feel this feeling? Yes, I can. Hold that thought for 17 seconds. Now, four lots of 17 is 68. Hold that feeling for 68 seconds and you've created a subconscious impression, meaning that this could possibly be a true thing for me. So that's the maths in it. The fourth area is to release doubt and toxicity. So as we were saying before, Carly, it's it's very easy to do the creative visualization work, to identify what you want, to feel the possibility of it. But if you continually allow yourself to be surrounded by toxicity, you are going to dissolve and you're almost going to get rid of any of the good stuff that you've been doing. So it's very important that at the same time as you're planting rose bushes, you're pulling weeds at the same time. There's no point of just planting new rose bushes when you've still got all these weeds in the garden. So you've got to pull those weeds out at the same time. And that's you releasing toxicity and releasing any doubt. Now, doubt is very important because doubt will will trump any dream that you want to create. So it's very important that you realize that you've got no room for doubt. Doubt has no place in your car. It shouldn't be sitting in any seat. I know that sounds wild because we've all got doubts. But if this is something that you really want, you've got to really identify the fact that it is possible. And if doubt creeps in, it is so strong. It is such a powerful force, doubt, it will spoil anything that you think could be possible for you. So it's really important that you just go, you know what? Here are people that have done it. 
you know what, doubt, you can take a back seat or you can actually get out of the car. I don't, I don't buy that anymore. I don't buy that doubt should be there. So, so if it's something big that you want to accomplish, you've got no room for doubt. You should always look at options, but I've got no room for doubt. Now, the fifth area is to release the timing. And this is probably one of the hardest things to do because when we want something, we want it now. Um, and the problem with that is that, and I keep using the analogy here, that you know when you're in an aeroplane and you look down, on the, let's say you see the roads and the city below you in an aeroplane, you know you've got the aerial view of what's going on. You can see cars and trucks 10 miles apart, right? But we're on, when, you, you, when you're driving on the actual road itself on the, on, on the ground, you can only probably see a mile ahead. So, so the universe has the aerial view of your life. And that's the best analogy to think about, right? So it knows if there's a potential accident, it knows the best things to happen in your life have to be at the best time of your life. So when you start to creatively visualize and you choke it by saying it has to happen next week, that's when it never happens. And that's the doubt also creeping in. So it's important to just go, you know what? I really want this to happen. I wonder how this can take place. I want to catch this feeling. I'm not catching up with so-and-so tonight because I know that they're going to really rain on my parade. Um, and I think I'm going to release, I'm going to leave it up to you, God. I'm going to leave it up to you, universe, to know when the best timing is for me. I'm going to leave that to you. It could be never. And if it's never, I'm okay with that. I love the ride. But if it's next week or next month or next year, thank you for making it perfect timing for me. And Carly, if you think about your life, and everyone listening, if you think about your life, and if you think about all the beautiful moments that have happened, haven't they been perfectly timed? Yes, <laughs> without a doubt. So, I could think yeah. back of, on moments where it's like you thought something was going to go one way, and then yeah. it ended up not working out. And then a couple months later, something better came. And it was just like, oh, I'm glad that opportunity fell through up. Like, actually, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's almost like there's a governing force that knows better than us. And what I'm saying to people listening is don't think you know better than the energy that, that needs you to create something special in your life at a certain time, at a certain place. Just leave, let that go. Just do, if, if you feel that doubt is creeping in because you're thinking, when is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? And you feel doubt creeping in, throw yourself into gratitude and just say, you know what? I've got, still got some pretty cool stuff happening if you think about it. Like I've got this happening, I've got that, I've got this, and I've got, oh my God, on Saturday night we've got that, and then I've got that, I'm launching this new app. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to impact the world. It's going to be so great. Even if that doesn't happen, I've got all this great stuff happening. And mm -hmm. that's the energy that creates the other stuff to happen. Does that make sense? It that's... does make a lot of sense. I've actually... I'm reading a book called Transurfing. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. ever read it, no. but there's this whole energy of releasing importance and it's having the energy of knowing that, yeah, you're a creator. These things are going to happen, mm -hmm. but being okay with the possibility of it not happening, which can sound scary to some people. It's like, why would I even want to focus on, I mean, you don't focus on it not happening, but no. You acknowledge that it's a possibility and like in a weird way, it takes the importance away from it has mm. to happen now and it has to happen mm. this way because mm. you realize like I'm the power in my world. So regardless of what happens, it's going mm. to be perfect. 
but I choose for this to happen. So it's kind of like making a choice without Mm. that energy of desperation. And it's, Mm. it's kind of like a paradigm because it's just like, I want to manifest this, but then you release the importance from it. Mm. Mm. And it's not you ignoring your desire. It's you realizing that I've made a choice. So I know Mm. this is going to happen, but knowing that it's okay if it doesn't happen. I don't know. It's like a weird kind of way to no, it's not. It's it's actually it's not weird at all. It's actually um, you've released you've released toxicity associated with it not happening. Yes, it's probably the best way to put it. To give you a quick example, Carly, I've got a four-year-old girl. She's four years old. Um, and to give you an example of what we're talking about, okay. So the other day we were just before dinner. And she wanted a fairy cookie. In her mind, she wanted it now. She was like, I, I, I want it now and I want to eat it now and I want it now. And we've got heaps in the cupboard. So we, I want a fairy cookie right now. And we were just about to have dinner. And I said to Grace, I said, Bubs, I said, it's, it's dinner time. Let's eat your nutritious food first. And then we'll see how we go afterwards and maybe or maybe not. So she, she ended up going into a tantrum. And she goes, I want it now. I don't understand. I want one. It's not going to spoil my dinner. I just want it. I want it. I want it. So she stormed off to her bedroom as four-year-olds do, not understanding that that dad, why would dad say no? Why would he deny me this cookie that means nothing in the grand scheme of things? But at four years old, she doesn't understand a few things. She doesn't understand sugar. She doesn't understand that it could spoil her appetite. And she doesn't understand that if she does have too much sugar, she probably won't sleep till midnight. (laughs) And she doesn't understand these things, but in her mind, she thinks she does. Now, she came out of her room half an hour later. She forgot about the cookie. She ate her dinner. We watched some television. She went to bed. And then in the morning... um, she got up, she, she said, dad, we've got a big day today. I was, you know, I'm going to a birthday party. It's going to be a pool there. It's going to be all my friends. And I said to her, would you like a cookie? And she said, really? Yes. Yes. I want the cookie. (laughs) She doesn't know timing and she doesn't understand manifestation yet. Right. But she left it to a higher power, to her father to understand that there are other factors at play that you cannot necessarily understand with a four-year-old mindset. Now, if you take us, Carly, we are a four-year-old at just at a different level. Yep. That's us. We want the cookie now. We want it now. We want it. We want it. We don't understand why it's not happening. It doesn't make sense. Tantrum, tantrum, tantrum. <laughs> so the, the best thing for Grace to do is just to release the timing and just to say, well, dad knows. He's not being difficult just to be a difficult person he's he's actually he must know something a four-year-old doesn't understand that but adults can we can and when we say release the timing of something that is what we mean it's to get to a situation where there are other forces at play here that i do not understand and i'm okay with that and it's great that i've actually understood that i'm going to release this to a higher power and i'm going to let the timing of it manifest for me at the best possible scenario now i knew when i gave her the cookie the next day that she had energy to burn <laughs> at the party here go for it run around do whatever you want but not before you go to bed at night because because just because she wanted it it's money because it's like you know, we think it's so childish when a child throws themselves on the floor because they want a cookie. But we do all of that internally when we're like, you know, cursing the universe and like, why hasn't this happened? This always happens to me. We've mm-hmm. learned to internalize our tantrums, but a lot of people are still having those tantrums. 
So I think that was an actually a really great example because mm. kind of like the airplane example, like there are things mm. that you know, like sugar and energy and how you mm. burn mm. calories and all that stuff that she may not understand. And in the same way, when I say that, you know, I want X, Y, and Z to happen, it's like, yeah, it's going to happen, but it's not, maybe it's not going to happen today because mm. all of these other factors have to come into play. Yeah. One more, right? One more. Yes. The last one is to embrace your new reality. Um, so once you've found the love of your life or once you've uh, started the app or once you've started the business or whatever it is that you've gone, oh my God, this works. This is unbelievable. I've followed this formula or I've listened to Carly or I've listened to Barry or whatever it is. And you've manifested something small. It's your job to get bigger because uh, we've all got fears about, oh, I can do this, but that, oh, that's a bit too much. You know, I can't really do that, but I can do this. But if you know that you've just manifested this, you can definitely do that. It is the same energy. Carly, I don't know if you're a fan of Star Wars or not. I've watched them, but I'm not like okay, crazy a fan, about them. <laughs> There's an episode uh, called The Empire Strikes Back where Luke Skywalker, one of the young Jedis, is learning how to move rocks with the Force and his master is there and Luke's standing upside down and he's using his mind to, to, to stack these rocks on top of each other. Um, and as he's doing that, he sees where he's crash-landed his spaceship and it's sinking into a pond, into a swamp. And as it's sinking further and further, he loses his concentration. All the rocks fall down. And uh, he looks at his ship saying, I'm never going to get out of this place. Look at my ship. It's now inside this swamp and I'll never get it out. And the little Yoda character, he says, there's no difference in you moving the rock than in moving the ship. And he goes, are you crazy? The ship is huge. The rock is like this big. He said, of course, you go, it's different. And he said, that that's the blockage. That's the blockage in you. It's the same force that moves the rock that moves the ship. So here's Luke. He tries to move the ship with the force and the ship starts coming out of the swamp. And all of a sudden his belief wanes and the ship then goes down and down and disappears mm -hmm. into the water. And Luke goes off in a tantrum and he says, you know, you want too much from me. This is too big. I can't move that bloody ship. It's, it's too... So then you see Yoda, this little master, and he, he moves the ship out of the swamp with the force. He moves it. And as he puts the ship on land right next to Luke, Luke comes to him and says, I can't believe it. I can't believe you just did that. How did you do it? It's so big. And he says, that is why you fail. It's because you believe that there is a difference between the rock and the ship. Mm -hmm. So I think in life, when you embrace a new reality and when you've moved the rock, so to speak, you can be in a situation where you go, wow, if that's true for that, then that's possible. And that's possible, which means that that's possible. And you start drawing the analogies and then you're living in inspiration, you're living in motivation, you're living in love, you're living in joy, you're living in creativeness. And then you start to creatively visualize without even consciously realizing you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of going, this is so cool. Imagine how good it could be rather than imagine how bad things can go, which yeah. is what we've conditioned ourselves to say. It really is the same because a lot of time, especially with manifestation, we don't realize that we're the ones actually doing it. And when we do, we start to question like how far can we actually go? 
Mm. And um, that's why I love your steps because that last step of encompassing, like allowing yourself to dream bigger, I feel like that's Mm. where you allow yourself to acknowledge that you are powerful and you Mm. can do whatever, you know, and this is just the beginning for you. Mm. It is, it is. And then you give yourself examples, Carly, of its truth like continually and then also being inspired by yourself because like those three words came to you that was that was inspiration and it came from within and so something that I like to add is for some people like they see the examples of people who have what they want and they're like okay well this person was born into wealth or okay they can do it but I can't and something that I like to remember which the law of assumption emphasizes that everyone is a reflection of you So now instead of seeing someone with what I want and saying like, oh, like, when is it happening for me? Mm -hmm. Something that I've started playing with is like, oh, this person's a reflection of me since we're all connected. So me seeing them in my reality, doing and encompassing and creating the way I want to, that's literally part of me reflected. And it's kind of like confirmation. I take it as confirmation. You're right. For for some people, it's kind of like, yeah, I can see like, yeah, there's all these examples, but, and then it's like, there's no, but when you realize there's that, no that but. person is a reflection of you and exactly. it doesn't matter how they started off. Yeah. Some people start off with money and there's no reason to, you know, hate on them. Absolutely. Being able to realize that, oh, that person can do it. That means I can do it too. And then taking it mm. to another level, like that person is a reflection of me. If I'm conscious of people who are capable of doing things in my reality, that mm. has to, by law, means that it exists for me. Mm, mm, mm. Absolutely, because you are a reflection of your environment. Yeah. So, so absolutely. So, even the fact that this is going to sound strange, but you know, we've manifested each other yes. in a funny way, um, Carly. It does because not we're sound in... strange. I think that okay. was my one of my first episodes. I was telling the people, this might sound weird, but we co-created <laughs> each other. If you're yeah. listening to this, you created me, and I created you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just going to quickly say, um, I think um, just I'm a big fan of Einstein and a lot of people don't know his philosophical views. They know a lot about his science and the theory of relativity, but Einstein was one of the most prophetic philosophers in the world. And he's got a very, uh, he's got a great saying that not many people know about um, that has formed the um, foundation of what we're talking about today, which is, Einstein postulated that he said the most important decision every human being on the planet must make, like they must make this decision, right? Um, Is this, do I believe I live in a friendly universe or do I believe I live in a toxic universe? So before we, before you even start manifesting creative visualization, looking at the law of attraction, the law of assumption, you got to ask yourself this question because you will create you will 100% create from from what you believe to be true. Like our our talk today is proof to me that the world is a friendly place. Exactly. So that's 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 what I take. So it's a it's a it's a realization that like does definitely attract like. You've got mm-hmm. to be in a situation where you make that distinction. And if you expose yourself to negative influences, toxic people, the news, fast food, no exercise, um, scenarios which get you down, you will absolutely tell me the world is a toxic place and you will be right. You will be 100% correct. 
Um, but the people that I work with already are on the friendly side of the universe because they're already warm to the idea that they can make the leap of faith that big things are possible for them. Yeah. Um, because they already know that they've seen scenarios in the past or with other people that the world is a friendly place. So how do we get toxic people is a big question to understand that the world could also be a friendly place. Um, and that's, that's the key. That's, that comes back to our numbering system. Are they a one or are they a five or a six? Can they be persuaded mm. to go to the friendly side? Because um, ultimately and- it's just the choice. And I think that's where the true free will is. Mm, what mm, it's mm. it's us deciding like which side of the coin i've had this conversation with my friends actually because mm. certain things that people have experienced i've personally just never have experienced them so even before like knowing about these spiritual laws now mm. i'm able to like look back at it you know because like i'm i'm haitian american so mm. i never had like the race talk or anything like that but some mm, of my mm. friends did like, oh, you have to be careful, you know, you never know with some people, you have to, mm. you know, some people might perceive you differently, or your your life might be harder because you're this color, or because you're a woman. Mm. I never had any of those, like, talks, so mm. now I've gotten to a point, like, it wasn't until, like, college, really, when I started interacting with other people, and they had different life experiences than me, so even though we're the same, um, we're the same gender, we're, we're the same skin tone. There's just certain things we, we experience differently. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with, I mean, it happened by default, I guess, because my parents didn't have those conversations with me, but I, I kind of chose, I always chose, you know, regardless of if they did or not, I always chose to see the world as a friendly place. Mm. And I've always just been surrounded by friendly, like, loving caring people i I think Mm -hmm. that's where the distinction lies and that's why both people are right their life experience is valid they experience Mm -hmm. those things but so is my life experience so it's Mm kind of like we're both right and it's Mm -hmm. like you we're always just making choices of where we want to go and how you know everything's going to progress i love it i love it it's so true uh it's it's interesting for you and i it, it feels like these conversations definitely flow very easily i think that's also happening because we've been in this flow for a while mm-hmm. um and it it almost feels like it's a natural extension of what we talk about every day um but for those of us that might be listening that this isn't a natural flow of what what people talk about every day I, i'll just say to those people that um start to get into understanding not just the and we haven't even spoke about the science of of creative visualization it's it's so big it's just you got to understand that you are much bigger than what you believe yourself to be your your entity is much much more expansive like you've got you've got potential to grow from an understanding point of view and from a soul point of view and if you can just be a student of that and just look at the right speakers, people, scenarios, books, apps, whatever it is to help you along that path, um, you will understand a lot more. The other thing I will say is that spirituality is a feeling thing. It is not a thinking thing. So whereas a lot of people try to rationalize the law of attraction or try to pick holes in the law of assumption or try to pick holes in like attracts like... From a logical standpoint, um, it is it is you 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 can't really understand spirituality 
from yeah. from a logical standpoint. It's a feeling thing. And once you feel it, you have no choice but to concede that you don't know everything. Yes. <laughs> and that there are, are there are things at play that you cannot can, cannot completely understand. Um, and those forces that are at play that are more or less invisible to us, what we're doing today, Carly, is we're dancing with the possibilities of those. And we're looking at, wow, if this is true, that means that that is true. So just get into a position where you think, okay, I'm not going to buy what Barry's selling. I'm not going to buy what Carly's selling, but I just want to know more about this. I wonder what that move would look like. Would it be a book? Would it be a course? Would it be a, a YouTube clip? Whatever it would be. And if you're open to it, then you might just start, I guess, feeling a bit more rather than just thinking about it because you cannot rationalize spirituality logically. You, you, you can try. You can read great literature on spirituality. You can read Sadhguru's texts and you can you can kind of think and go, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But unless it is something that is felt inside you as a true thing, you will not really grasp the idea of it. Yeah, you so, have to experience it. It's more of an like experiencing it than like, yeah, is. you can go to someone, they can talk to you all about their experience and what they do. But until yeah. you try and experience for yourself, it yeah. is very hard to explain. It's, it's it's the feeling thing. It is the feeling of knowing that something is true. And then your faith and your belief wells up inside you. Um, and then you start manifesting from that. Yes. And that ends up being super cool. So if you haven't felt that experience, if you haven't felt spirituality, or if you haven't felt that feeling, um, it is your job to try and get more in tune with who you are as a person, to go in those quiet moments and just to say, hey, God, I'm here um, for a conversation if you ever want one. And I know you work in mysterious ways and all that, but I'm, I'm, I'm here and however you want to show me the next right move, a person, a scenario, a circumstance, a phone call, however you want that to come to me, I'm open. I'm going to be open to that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to look for those. Being open. Yeah. Being open. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look for those scenarios now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be open. I'm going to be receptive to those situations. And thank you for listening. And thank you for dealing with this soul that is still learning. Mm-hmm. And and being in that place of vulnerability, forgiveness, love, joy, uh, be- bewilderment, that's the best word. You're in awe of this beautiful thing called the earth and our place in it. When you're in that place, then everything is just a miracle. Like Everything is astonishing. Every app you create, every friendship you you, you gain, every connection, everything ends up being an assisting influence to help you understand a deeper level of that. And you know what, Carly, the pain that we go through as human beings and the frustrations that we go through, if you look at God, he can make, uh, he can make love from the most hateful scenarios. Mm -hmm. So if, if we're going through pain right now, if you're going through pain or I'm going through pain or frustration, I guarantee you it is for a greater good. It is for something that you need to go through right now to understand a deeper level of love for something else. Nothing is wasted. Everything is recycled. Every emotion is recycled. It has to come back to us through a deeper understanding of love. And if you ever doubt that, 
Just look at the nature of God. I look at him with open arms in a sense of giving, in a sense of love, because that is the nature of God. That is the nature of love is giving. So how can you be of service to your world? How can you be of service to people? How can you be of service to yourself? That is God's nature. And once you align with that, that's what you manifest from. And and that's the life we we so want to live. Yep. Mm. And like you mentioned, I think that all starts with self, like giving. Really does. Like you can't, like you said, you can't give what you don't have. So it's it starts with how can I give? But then you have to realize that you have to give to yourself first and someone uh, i think it was actually in maybe the book i was reading the the commandments that you have to love your neighbor like you love yourself Mm, and people mm. ignore the loving yourself part so it's like yeah i'm just gonna love my neighbor. i'm loving my name yeah i didn't realize it until i never thought i didn't think about it until i heard that and I, i grew up catholic and i was like oh my god yes love your neighbor as you love yourself so that means that you have to have that level for self first, and then you give that to your neighbor. I was like, I didn't even think about that, but it does, it has, it starts right there. It starts with the self-love. You have to give for yourself before you can give to mm. the neighbor. Mm, mm. Yeah. And it's, inter- it's, and it's interesting because a lot of us don't have healthy relationships with our neighbors. <laughs> so that probably starts. <laughs> yeah, it's a reflection. Everything's a reflection. So it's, it's like so that neighbor true. that's pestering you, that's so annoying, and oh, that person's just horrible. It's like, well, how do you how do you feel about yourself? You know, starting yeah, yeah. starting with that first. Yeah, absolutely, it's it's so true. Wow, this has been such a great conversation. I know. I don't even know if we have time for the last question. <laughs> <laughs> go for it quickly. Go. What's what's the last question? Well, go for the, it. The last question was um, the science for the creative visualization yeah, yeah. as well as the science with, with law of assumption so so um this, this is going to be a rushed part because i know for people that are watching an hour and a half in i know we're probably driving you crazy but um <laughs> let's just let's just go with it so uh when you look at um uh matter so you're a scientist carly so if you look at it's like skin and bone matter right and let's say you take a microscope to matter you get cells you go down further still you get molecules, you go down further into molecules and you get atoms. Now, let's say you want to go down further into uh, into atoms and you say, what's inside atoms? There's subatomic particles that are inside atoms, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you go down further still, looking for your source, looking for God, looking for love, looking for like, what are we made of? And if you look further still into um, subatomic particles, you get these little things called quarks, Q-U-A-R-K-S, quarks. You can Google them and have a look. And quarks are the most amazing things you could consider because quarks change under a microscope just through observation. Mm-hmm. So the just through... Effect. Right, the observer effect. So they will change molecular structure just through observation. And you think to yourself, holy crap, like what influences quarks? And you go one further still and it's energy. So there's energy inside quarks that shifts. And you think to yourself, I wonder what shifts energy. And the only thing that shifts energy is thought. Thought influences energy, which influences quarks, subatomic particles, atoms, molecules, cells, and matter. It goes right up the food chain. So when we say thoughts become things, that's the science. That's that's the science behind it. Everything with DNA in its blood has that level of... uh, uh, 
cells going right down to the subatomic quark level that we then influence from thought into reality. So when we say we want to manifest something or we want a business with 100 employees and all those employees have that level of anatomy in them, then you get to a level where you think this is the science behind creative visualization. That's how thoughts move right up the food chain to your body, into your mind, where then you will say, is this idea possible? And you go, yeah, I think it could be. Let's let's think about this. How would the how would how would this work out and play? Let's let's think about scenarios of how this could work. And sure, you could look at scenarios about how it could fail as well. And let's say you entertain those for five minutes, but the majority of your time can be has to be spent in how can this thing become a possibility? I wonder what energy I have to encompass to attract the right people, scenarios, funding, um, customers. Uh, friendships, whatever it is that you want to manifest around what you want to build. I wonder how it, I wonder how that would start. I wonder if it starts with me and I wonder if it starts with the views I have for myself. I wonder if that's a good place to start. And if it is, um, I wonder if I could have an experiment and love myself just a little bit more and see what happens. See if my world changes around me and I guarantee you it will because you'll attract the people that are also on that path that want to help you grow. And the people that don't um, will slowly make their way out of your life. I guarantee you, you'll just, you just won't re- return the phone calls because you'll yeah. be like, I just don't want that energy right now because I'm flying high. And then those people will eventually get the hint that you're just doing other things now. And if they want to call you any name under the sun, then that's up to them. That's their energy. You just focus on your energy and the people you want to help. And if you can do that, Carly, the world ends up being a little bit of a brighter place. And then even the people who right now you feel like you might have to ignore, sometimes they come along too. Yeah. So, you know, they could also come back once they're ready, if that's their path. But then, like you said, it's working through inspiration by being your light and being there for other people and not necessarily feeling like you have to force even your ideas mm. or try mm. to change mm. people you mm. know you do what you have to do for yourself and the mm. people who resonate with that will naturally gravitate towards you and the people who are meant to be in your life they will start to shift and do whatever they need to as well absolutely because once mm. you're at that level they those are the only two options that for them to either transform or go on their own path which and either both of them is okay yeah yeah, both is 100% okay as long as you honor your own light. I love what you're about, Carly, and I love what you're doing and you're impacting the world around you in such a positive way. Oh, thank um, you. So are you. I've learned so much. <laughs> like you said, this flows so like... Effortlessly. That's how it should feel. Like, So this conversation is probably a good basis to to move forward in life in the sense that if you think about the energy that is between our conversation right now, and if you look in the future and you're making a decision about something else, and if you don't feel this type of flow, this energy, if it feels like it's a struggle or if it's an uphill battle, or if you keep coming up against blockages, Mm -hmm. you know that this doesn't feel right. So, so for me, I look, uh, I look at, this energy that I'm in right now is for me, it's, it's, it's a high for me. Like it's a, it's going to be the highlight of my day. Right. So, so I, I look for those, I start to seek out those feelings, those energies of from different scenarios in my life. And I know that I operate best when I'm in this scenario, 
like I'm when I'm joyful and love based and I'm, I'm an inspiration to those around me, I operate best and I can give the best of myself. So then isn't it best for us then to be in scenarios, people's company, businesses that also encompass that type of energy? Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Wow. What a, what a chat. I know. This was incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been great. It's been so good. Thank you so much for having me, Carly. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for being here. So really quickly for us to wrap up, is there any yeah. last words you want to give to my listeners and also how can they um, connect with you and what you do? Absolutely. Um, So any last words, I'll try and be short and sweet. I can hear my four-year-old in the next room screaming for me. (laughs) Um, So uh, just try and identify the next right move. Don't try and look at a big ball of wire of thoughts and what leads to what and what understands. just, Just put that aside for a minute. And just go, I want this, identify that first step, identify the desire. I want this. Uh, what would the next right move in that scenario look like? What What would it be a phone call? Would it be a text? Would it be an email? Would it be to research something? Would it be to research how I can do this? Or how, like, what would that move look like? So if you're inspired from today's episode, just get to an understanding of what is the next right move for me. And when you identify it, do it. Don't think about it. Just take the inspiration that's within you and make the action move. Do it. Then you're creating from that inspirational place. You're not letting doubt creep in or you're not letting go make a cup of coffee and have a piece of toast and you go, oh, now I'm, now I'm doubting myself and now I'm thinking <laughs> twice. Don't do that. Just take this inspiration and make the move. Um, and then when you make that move, identify the next right move from that position. And then again, identify the next right move from that position. So you're not looking at the next 50 steps. You're looking at the next two or three, which are bite-sized pieces that you can easily swallow. And if you want to reach out, a lot of my work these days, Carly, is done through corporations. So um, I've got some big corporations in Australia that I'm helping out from a well-being and wellness point of view from the pandemic. And they're wanting to understand what we're speaking about today. So it's kind of wild that the corporate world is actually going down this road. But if you can just just type my name into Google and just put Barry Nicolau into Google, you'll see my website come up, um, which is just barrynicolau.com. I've got an online course. You can buy my book on Amazon for a few dollars. The next book is in the works. Very exciting. Um, Awesome. So it's really cool. And I've been, how's this for, how's this for law of attraction? I got approached two weeks ago um, for someone said, Barry, we've got new technology out to do a sleep app, an app to help you sleep. And I would have never thought about it, Carly. And, and there's new tech out being done at universities in Sydney. And it just looks really compelling. I don't know if I'll go down that road. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool, man. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun, so inspirational, <laughs> like incredible. I appreciate you so much. So yeah, thank you. Same. Thank you for your time, Carly. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. I hope that episode resonated with you. But like I mentioned in the beginning of the video, I just want to quickly share some exciting news with you guys. So if you guys haven't already heard, I've created the first social and dating app for the spiritual community in order for us to connect with friends and love interests both locally and all over the world. 
Soul Tribe is an amazing social network which allows users to connect consciously with other beautiful souls from all over the world in order to establish strong friendships and love connections all while deepening their connection with self and amplifying their manifestations. Soul Tribe has amazing features, which takes this app on a whole other level, making it more than just a social and dating network. So if you are interested in joining Soul Tribe, I will have the information to the landing page down in the description box. If you add your email, I'll be able to notify you once the app launches. And if you have a high vibe business, product or service, which you would like to advertise within the app, there is a link on the landing page where you can sign up to be notified on how you can advertise on Soul Tribe. I have built this amazing community and all it needs is amazing people like you and the app is almost ready to launch. So if you are interested in being a member or advertising within the app, be sure to check it out. And for those of you who are interested, I've been inspired to create personalized manifestation tools. So if you love to listen to affirmations, subliminals, guided meditation, your self-concept rampages, you're gonna wanna check this out. So these tools are incredible. And although we're the power manifesting and creating in our life, they are fun to use and allow us to tap into our power in a very fun way. But sometimes when you listen to guided meditations and affirmations and subliminals that are made for a collective number of people, they don't always fully resonate with you. And that is why I was inspired to create these personalized manifestation tools with you. We would meet one-on-one -on, -one on a Zoom session in order for us to get clear on the things that you are wanting to manifest and create for yourself. Then we would discuss some of the amazing tools which you love to use to tap into your power and how we can incorporate your very own touch to these tools in order to make them personalized. So imagine having your own guided meditation, your own affirmations or self-concept rampages or subliminals which have keywords which resonate with you. Maybe the name of your town, the place you want to live, the name of your friend or that person you are manifesting into your life. These personalized manifestation tools will be just for you. So as you share and connect with me, we will come up with the amazing script or affirmations or phrases in order for me to record and produce for you with beautiful background music which resonates with you. Once you have your personalized manifestation tools, you can use them for whatever it is that you are creating, knowing that it is specialized and personalized for you and whatever it is that you choose to manifest. So if you are interested in having your very own personalized manifestation tools, check out the link to the Google form in the description of this video. I hope this video resonated with you. Until next time, guys, I'm sending you all peace, love, and high vibes. <laughs> Bye.